Hi there, welcome to Glenlyden Baptist Church's podcast network. We're glad you can join us today. If you'd like more information on the church, please visit us on our website, www.gebc.org.nz. We hope you enjoy the pod. Good everybody. Hey. Hey, last week uh, we left Joshua and his pals at the end of Joshua 14, right? And Caleb had just reminded Joshua that God had promised him the mountain at Hebron. And, and so that's where we left Joshua. Everyone's, that's where we're up to. And then there's six or seven, or actually might be eight chapter spears of the land being divided up uh, amongst the tribes of Israel. Many, many unpronounceable names of, of lands and tribes. And so we're going to skip that. Uh, for today. G- Gary, I talked to him, last time I spoke to him, I talked to him about you giving me all the unpronounceables. Now, so he's giving me 23, 24, there are some unpronounceables. Um, but we get to Joshua 23, right? We see Joshua, and I shouldn't be talking like this, because Joshua's near death, but I sound like I'm quite, like, excited at the moment, but Joshua's near death. And so he calls the leaders to him. After a long time had passed, and the Lord had given Israel rest from all the enemies around them, Joshua, by then a very old man, summoned all Israel, their elders, leaders, judges, and officials, and said to them, I am very old. You yourselves have seen everything the Lord your God has done to all these nations for your sake. It was the Lord your God who fought for you. Remember how I have allotted as an inheritance for your tribes all the land between the nations that remain, the nations I conquered between the Jordan and the Mediterranean Sea in the west. The Lord your God himself will push them out for your sake. He will drive them out before you and you will take possession of their land as the Lord God has promised you. Be very strong. Be very careful to obey all that is written in the book of the law of Moses without turning to the left or the right. Joshua knows that he is about to die. And when he dies, there's still more work for God's people to do. Because following God isn't a journey that ends when the current promise is fulfilled. Because then you're invited onto something else. Then you're invited into the next part of the journey, the next invitation to grow, the next invitation to see God's plan and and how we get to play a part in it. And, And Israel was finding out how they get to play a part in it. So Joshua called his leaders together and did what any good leader does. He inspires them. He's inspired them his whole life. He teaches them. He's taught them his whole life. He points to God. And he's pointed to God his whole life. And he reminds his leaders that it isn't through their strength, it isn't through their powerful armies that subdued the enemies. It's by God. It's what God has done. It was always God. And it's best, leaders, that you remember that it was God. And it's also a warning because Joshua knows what God's people are like. Because Joshua knows what humans are like, and and Joshua knows the stories from the start because he knows the book of Moses, and he knows Adam and Eve in the garden. The first chance, the first chance where they were offered to achieve a higher status, they took it by eating from the fruit for the forbidden tree. You could be like gods, they were told. And the first chance, they took it. And, and, and Joshua remembers when Moses went up the mountain to receive the commandments from God that some of God's people, ah, Moses was gone too long. God's not talking to us. Let's make a cow out of gold and worship it. 
He knows what God's people are like. And he remembers the battle of AI when they got too reliant on their own abilities and they got beaten by an inferior army. And so Joshua reminds them what they need to do. They need to put their faith in God. They need to put their trust in God, their hope in God, and continue to follow him and listen to him. And he gives this warning, starting verse 12. But if you turn away and ally yourselves with the survivors of these nations that remain among you, and if you intermarry with them and associate with them, then you may be sure that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations before you. Instead, they will become snares and traps for you, whips on your backs and thorns in your eyes until you perish from this good land which the Lord has given you. If you turn away from God, if you rely on and serve other gods, God will take a step back. He'll, he'll leave his people to follow these gods. He'll allow these other gods to defend Israel. And they'll lose. And this is Joshua's warning. Follow God. Have faith. Let it be his timing. And then like a good leader, once he's taught and inspired his leaders, he goes to the people. And he goes to the people with the same message. He reminds them all, he reminds them all who God is and what he's done for them. Joshua said to this to the people, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, long ago, your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River and worshiped other gods. But I took your father Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates and led them throughout Canaan and gave him many descendants descendants. I gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. I assigned the hill country to Esau, but Jacob and the family went down to Egypt. Then I sent Moses and Aaron, and I afflicted the Egyptians what I did there, and I brought you out. When I brought your people out of Egypt, you came to the sea, and the Egyptians pursued you as far as the sea. But you cried out to the Lord for help, and, and I put darkness between you and the Egyptians. He brought the sea over them and covered them. You saw with your own eyes what I did to the Egyptians." Then you lived in the wilderness for a long time. I brought you to the land of the Amorites who lived east of the Jordan. They fought against you. I gave them into your hands. I destroyed them before you and you took possession of their land. This long passage of reminding of God's faithfulness in the past. He's just telling over and over and over again, this is what I have done for you. And if you follow me, if you keep listening to me, this is what I will continue to do for you. I will continue to fight your battles. Let me do it in my time. Keep listening to me. Then you crossed the Jordan and you came to Jericho. The citizens of Jericho fought against you. I sent the hornet ahead of you, which drove them out. I also sent out the two Amorite kings. Now fear the Lord and serve him with faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates and in Egypt and serve the Lord. God has just given them the story from creation to now. This is what I've done. This is what I've brought you to. Do you think I'm going to bring you this far and let you stop now? It's a continued invitation. And then this invitation that we see in verse 15, this, this pivotal statement, which a lot of you would have heard before, probably the second most famous one from Joshua, right? And it's pivotal because it goes all the way back to the story in the garden because there's this moment of choice. Who will you follow? Choice plays an interesting role in our relationship with God. Choice has always played an important role. 
Because in the story of creation, when God created the garden for humanity, He put in it all the things that we would need, everything that was needed to sustain us. And one of the things He put in there that we needed was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But of all the things that He put in the garden, this was the one that could trip up humanity and did trip up humanity. Because of all the things in the garden This is the one where they choose that tree or they choose God. Humanity had to choose because without choice, you have no love. Without choice, you can't have love. And God wanted his creation to choose him, to love him, to choose to love him. And if there's no option to choose then there isn't love. And so there is this tree, and humanity chose self, and chose power, and chose to be godlike, and chose to determine their own behalf. And here in Joshua, he again presents a choice to the people. Here's everything that God has done for you. Here's everything that he's done for his ancestors. Here is a story from then until now Except here's a little bit different because when there's a choice in the garden, Adam and Eve didn't know bad. Adam and Eve didn't know pain. Adam and Eve didn't know despair. But God's people now do because of that choice. And Joshua says to them, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worship beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Joshua again invites God's people into following God, into following his commands. These people have known separation. They've known pain. They've known loss, they've known death, they've known betrayal. Because they caused all these things. Their choices have caused all these things. But God, in His gracefulness, invites them back again to recommit, re-invited into relationship with God. In spite of every bad choice that they've made so far, God still extends the olive branch. He still chooses humanity and still invites humanity to choose Him. And Joshua, like a good leader, nails his flag to the mast. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. How many times have you been offered that choice? How many times in life have you made that choice? As for me and my household, I will serve the Lord. How many times have you forgotten that choice or chosen differently? Because we all do it. We all do it, right? Because sometimes life gets too hard. Life gets too lonely. Life gets too painful. The trauma that we experience, is God really there? Who am I choosing to follow? Or sometimes, sometimes it's actually, I'm just going to get my drink. Sometimes it's life gets too easy. Sometimes I'm way too successful. Sometimes I've made enough money. I have enough holidays. 
these choices I've made all on my own. I don't need God. See, it's not just when we make bad choices because we're suffering that we forget God. Sometimes we forget God because we're too successful. We live on this roller coaster of life in which we, we have climbs and dips and corkscrews and loops. Everyone's going to go through all of these things, and God invites us at every turn to choose Him. And every climb, He is there. And every dip, He is there. And every corkscrew and every loop, He is there inviting you to choose Him. But how? If I knew the one answer, I could write a book and would have a lot of money here at Glen Eden Baptist because we'd publish it through here. This was easy for Joshua though, right? Joshua's seen the Red Sea part. He's seen the Jordan River drive. He's seen the, the city of Jericho fall because a trumpet blast was loud. He's seen battles won. God spoke with him all the time. Where's that for us? Has anyone seen a city fall down by a trumpet blow? It'd be a lot easier to serve God if we had though, eh? Yeah, yeah, you can be honest, it would be. Like, if God told you to blow a trumpet and a city would fall, you'd, depending what city, you might not want to blow it. But there's this, our, our scripture, our Bible stories are full of, of these stories of God revealing himself to us, reminding us what he has done and who he is so that we can still rely on him. We, we can still know that He will answer our prayers. We can still know He will follow through on our promises. And through the Bible and through our lives, because it's not just the Bible, because if it was just the Bible, it would just become stories. But testimony after testimony, we just heard some this morning of God's faithfulness. Gary, we need to share more testimonies here to increase the, the faithfulness of our community. And community, you need to share more testimonies because Gary and I will run out one day. But that's going to help increase the faithfulness of this community. But going back to Scripture, when, when we get into hard bits of Scripture, there's some bits of Scripture that are confusing, yeah? Yeah? There's some bits of, of Scripture that they kind of seem like they contradict each other, yeah? Yeah? What do we do then? We just give up? Heck No. That's why we need the community around us, because there'll be some people here who can help illuminate more of, of the community. We, we join a life group and share where we're at, share our confusions, share what is God saying to you in this passage, because I don't quite understand it, it doesn't quite line up with what he's saying here. And if you don't have a life group, please see Carolyn or Alshin and Hendry or Gary and Greg and Libby, because these are our wonderful zone leaders for growing smaller, right? This is where we're going. We're going into a, a, a life group focused church where we get, to, we get to be community together. We get to share our pain. We get to share our hurt. We get to share our success, share our confusion. And hopefully, through all of that, become more like the people that Jesus wants us to be. We do that with community. We do that together with strength and, and guidance and encouragement this is what Joshua did. He did it with all his leaders. And this is what we're inviting the church into over the next little journey. Together, we do the heavy lifting. And then when you're reading the scripture together, you're going to come across this wonderful, wonderful passage in John 15. I am the true grapevine, 
Jesus is talking. I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into piles to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you'll be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I've told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will continue to give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command, love each other. We can love each other. And we can choose to love each other because he chose us. Each and every one of us is invited to abide in Christ, to, to live as part of the vine. And as we allow his word and his spirit and his people to guide us, as we allow his spirit to fill us, we will get pruned so we can grow more. Don't run from the pruning like humanity does all through Scripture. Because when you get pruned, you will grow more and produce more fruit. Allow God's Spirit and God's people to chip away at the part of you that He knows and you know needs to be chipped away at. Let Him change you. Let Him transform you into the person He created you to be. Joshua 23 reads, You know with all your heart and soul that not one of all the good promises the Lord gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. Let him continue to fulfill his promise through your life. Choose this day who you will serve. And choose tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday and next week. Choose this day who you will serve. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for the story of Joshua. The story of a young man who started off as a spy going into the, the land that you had promised. And when most of his peers said it could not be done, Joshua said, surely if God is calling us, it will be done. 
God, would you speak to us? Would you show us the land that you have? Would you show us the lives that you have for us to impact, to infect for you, to, to draw into your kingdom? God, help us be people that allow others to choose you because they see you in us. Fill us with your spirit so that we may go out. Fill us with your joy so we can go out. Fill us with your hope so we can go out. Fill us with your love that the overflow when we go out impacts this community and reaches those that you love that don't know you yet. Help us to be a people that go and draw people in. Help us be strong and courageous. And help us remember the promises that you have for us will be promises that you fulfill for us. Amen. Thanks again for joining with us today. If you'd like to know more information on the church or reach out to one of the pastors, please visit our website www.gebc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day.